0: Let's get to the morning brief. Mark Tui is here to provide some analysis on the day's big stories. Good morning, Mark Tuohy. Good morning, John Moore. Uh, Let's talk about, and you know, this is something you'd have a familiarity with from your days in the mayor's office, but uh, numbers confirm there's a spike in violence on the TTC, and you know, I don't know necessarily what the fix is. I know we're deploying more police officers, we're hiring more security guards, but I certainly look over my shoulder when I'm in a subway station.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, we've talked, uh, or at least I've talked and wondered aloud whether or not the uh, increase in violence on Toronto Transit was real or just, you know, perceptual, because we spend so much time listening to every single story about every single attack. Uh, But this seems to confirm that the data is actually there. There is actually an increase in violence on transit, so uh, it kind of puts, a a new light on the Tactics that TTC and Toronto Police and uh, John Tory had uh, taken to try to combat it. I don't know whether you know how long we'll have to wait to see if extra policing, extra security guards, extra uniform presence is having much of an effect. I take the TTC almost every day. I haven't seen any of that extra policing outside of the subway system. I've seen police officers on subway trains, usually in the downtown core, uh, but I haven't seen any extra uniform presence on streetcars or buses, uh, you know, going out to the west end. I don't feel nervous on it, but I always sort of keep my head on a swivel. Maybe that's just a habit uh, and keep aware of, you know, what's going on around me. Well, I guess as a former guy
0: in the Canadian Armed
1: Forces, you're kind of always on watch. Yeah, I think there's part of that is true, and I recommend it for everybody. I'm not suggesting that the victims are to blame, but uh, all of us could probably do a better job of being aware of what's happening around us. And as you were talking earlier in the show, seeing something that maybe might develop into something and putting ourselves in a different place. Former Toronto Police Chief Mark Saunders
0: is mulling a mayoral run. You've run campaigns. I'd be very curious for your thoughts on this. And I have to think this is one of those cases where the phone rang and somebody who already has a track record said mark saunders we want you to be our guy
1: yeah, I think you're probably right. I think uh, a lot of the folks who fancy themselves as power brokers are trying to figure out. So where do we, where do we throw our uh, support? Mark Saunders was a, uh, a star candidate, if you will, for the progressive conservatives in the provincial election. He lost dismally. Um, you know, sometimes success in one area of endeavor doesn't lead to success in another. And I would say police officers, police chiefs in particular, and generals make lousy politicians. Mm-hmm. and there's a lot of uh, reason behind that, but I don't think he really has a hope of winning, uh, but I do think he is more than just considering. I think he's actually planning to run at this point. He has a campaign manager and because of the vagaries of elections law, uh, you know we're kind of in a gray zone right now. We know there's an election coming, but there hasn't been one declared and until the election period starts, the campaign period, you cannot officially spend money or raise money. And so So we couch it in terms of, well, an exploratory committee has been struck to look at whether or not this person should run. That's basically uh, a dodge to allow them to start raising money and organizing without officially raising money and organizing. So there's an article today about how John Tory's office
0: spent more than $12,000 of taxpayer dollars on Uber and Lyft. And whenever I see a story like that, I think, okay, well, I need some context here. Is that a big deal or is it not a big deal? You served in the mayor's office. Is it a big deal?
1: Well, it certainly would have been a big deal in Rob Ford's office. I mean, we... uh, we weren't allowed to buy stationery uh, you know but that was kind of a ridiculous affectation of uh, of Rob Ford uh, so I don't look too harshly upon this uh, you know the suggestion in the uh, blog article that well you know if you're celebrating the TTC the mayor's office staff should be taking the TTC everywhere that's just simply not how transit works I mean you know most people on transit are on transit because they don't have another choice and if you're in a job that requires requires you to, you know, go from place to place, to be at four different places in the same day, transit is not very often a good option for you. And if you're taxpayer-funded, you know how much time do we want to spend paying municipal staffers to be sitting on buses when they could hop in an Uber, get to where they're going, do their job, and then move on to the next task? So I'm not particularly fussed about it. Yeah, and also worth noting, it's the
0: law. Uh, female employees of any enterprise uh, have to be sent in. In a taxi a paid-for taxi or uber in the night hours when for example the TDC isn't operating so yeah I'm not going to get that exercised about it I want to take advantage of your particular expertise to ask you a question uh, because again this is one of those things where interesting but what does it mean Uh, China has been dropping uh, boys or buoys uh, surveillance uh, devices into Arctic waters what's going on there
1: yeah, it's, I think this is something worth uh, paying attention to, because uh, Canadians and our government don't pay much attention to what's going on in the Arctic. Uh, Canada is the only country on Earth that believes that our territory goes up to the North Pole. Everybody else thinks it pretty much ends at the continental sort of uh, boundary, and all those islands and all that water up there is international waters. Uh, China has been very aggressive in moving into the North, even though China does not have its own Arctic frontage. They're building an Arctic. Arctic. Arctic Navy. They're building uh, nuclear submarines designed for Arctic operations. This is just another example of China having a look-see at what we're doing up there and what the waters are like up there. These boys would provide the intelligence information that they would need to operate nuclear submarines under the ice and in our waters. Uh, This is something for Canada to pay attention to, and we need to actually buckle down, spend some money, and be able to operate up there, because right now we really can't. I think you're absolutely right that this is going to become
0: a vitally important and strategic area and one of the major reasons would be now that the big thaw is on, you don't need the Panama Canal to be able to transit
1: uh, you know, across the, the planet. Yeah, and there's tons of natural resources up there, including uh, natural gas and oil deposits, but also, uh, you know, fish stocks and uh, mineral resources on those islands. I mean, this is going to be frontier, you know, wild west. If we don't get up there and do what we did, uh, you know, by putting RCMP up there, but we need to stake our claim, and we need to do that more than just rhetorically. Okay, I'm curious
0: about your thoughts on this. Maybe you'll disagree with me, but I just don't understand the wisdom of taking a beach that is very popular with the sort of boho crowd on the islands and turning it into a concert venue, but that apparently is the plan.
1: Well... Toronto probably need. Toronto needs about a 5,000-seat uh, indoor-outdoor amphitheater kind of thing. It, I'm not sure that it makes sense to transform Hanlon's Beach into uh, a destination for tens of thousands of people to go party. It will annoy all the people who live on the waterfront, and it will annoy members of the uh, the gay community who are a powerful political force. I don't think this has been very well thought through yeah and also i just can't figure a concert venue it's hard
0: enough to get to the budweiser amphitheater and yet we would create a
1: new venue where you'd have to take a ferry yeah the whole point of uh of the beach and uh, the way it's being used now is the fact that it is very difficult to get to that makes it secluded that makes it attractive to Yeah, I don't know how you would get tens of thousands of people over there. They'd have to build a bridge or something, and we know how that went. Yeah. Thanks a lot, sir. Good to have you. Take care, John.